0: This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi
1: and Patrick Maher on vSend. Oh, the KFC chicken sandwich is served hot and straight from the fryer. That's why it's finger looking good. Order the KFC chicken sandwich today. Just look at that, it's absolutely glorious. What a fantastic photo for the folks on the East Coast who are approaching lunchtime. Out west, we are getting our appetites ready to roll as well. This is the hour number two version of the Lombardi line presented by bet MGM. Femi and Bebfe alongside Wes Reynolds here from the VEASAN studios at the South Point Hotel Casino. And one guy over at the Arnold Palmer who is hot and straight from the fryer is one Rory McIlroy.
0: Yeah, especially <laughs> with his irons today, Femi about two and a half strokes gained so far on his round. That is the best of the early flight. Currently seven under par through 16 Rory McIlroy, a former red cardigan winner here at the Arnold Palmer Palmer Invitational. He currently has a three-shot lead, by the way. Seven under par with still two holes left to play. A host of players at four under. Graham McDowell is in. So, Northern Ireland, one-two right now. Graham McDowell, four under. Sun J.M., four under. Will Zalatoris also four under. Adam Scott, they basically have one or two holes to play left on their round. Adam Long, Taylor Gooch, Siwoo Kim in at three under as well. Max Homa, one left to play at three under. So, good leaderboard shaping up, but we haven't even had the afternoon players go off they'll be going off
1: here shortly yeah that's gonna be a fun tournament over there at Bay Hill Rory McIlroy in the lead like Wes mentioned by three strokes well let's turn our attention to the NBA here now we've talked a lot of college basketball haven't talked about the association and it's a big night for the Brooklyn Nets here Wes they are taking on the Miami Heat at home two and a half point underdogs total two twenty one and a half here but Welcome back, Kevin Durant. Mm -hmm. Kevin Durant will be making his return to the court after his injury missed a number of weeks there. And what do you make of the Nets in this spot now with KD on the floor? Now there's going to be no Kyrie Irving once again. But Kevin Durant's now in the fold here taking on one of the best teams in the league in the Miami Heat.
0: Yeah, first game back in Brooklyn has has seen a little bit of support currently down to two and a half. I think it was three in the overnight. But Brooklyn did get a nice win on Saturday night against a very good Milwaukee team on the road and then they drop by one to the Raptors. So, you know, he's returning but how many minutes is he going to play tonight? Of course, they were 5 and 16 since he went out with injury fell from second to eighth in the standings. So, you got to think that they're going to get right and go on a little streak at some point. I don't know if I really want to bet him right out of the shoot here, to be honest, because I want to know how many minutes he's going to get. How's the rotation going to be? Of course, no Kyrie Irving, probably until about next week, at least up there in New York State. So, you You know, we're going to see what this, what this team can do, but obviously getting your franchise guy back is going to be a good thing long-term, but probably going to pass tonight in that first game back. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, Alex Schiffer of the Athletic. He covers the Brooklyn Nets said he spoke with KD over at shoot around and they're not sure about a minute's restriction for tonight's game against Miami said, quote, he's aware of the Nets playoff situation and is optimistic. They can make a run regardless of where they're seated. So it doesn't look like the Nets are going to press on the gas Mm -hmm. in this particular game Mm -hmm. here. Now Kevin Durant once he gets his legs back underneath him, so maybe for the props, maybe if KD's props are a little inflated, I'm sure the prop will reflect somebody who's coming back from injury.
0: And also Miami, kind of a tough spot for Miami, not only on a back-to-back, but they blew a big lead in the fourth quarter to the Milwaukee Bucks. Mm -hmm. Drew Holiday got the shot uh, near the buzzer to win the game up in the Fizzler Forum, but no Kyle Lowry, Oladipo out, Markeith Morris out, so how is Miami's death going to be, and that's why there's so many unknowns here that I just left this one alone.
1: We're going to speak with Josh Applebaum, a host of Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard. That's coming up later on this afternoon. Also, host of the Market Insights podcast. He's got to play in this Grizzlies Celtics game here. Boston laying two and a half total two twenty three. I'm curious to see what you think of the side and total in this game.
0: Yeah, and uh, look, uh, John ja Morant uh, was absolutely Man. the show. I felt like I think it was I think it was Monday or Tuesday night when there were about five different video clips that got tweeted it was into insane. my timeline where he had that uh, facial dunk over Jacob Pertle and reminded me of uh, Vince Carter over Frederick Weiss in the <laughs> Olympics, yep. if you remember those all those years ago, but I do lean Boston here in the spot. Boston had been playing well before the All-Star break, and then they had that game against Detroit where they were big favorites and lost, but uh, ever since then, they did make a nice comeback, by the way, on Tuesday night. They were down to Atlanta and then ended up not only winning but covering that game, but The Celtics, you know, they've been playing a little bit better ball. I know they dropped the game to the Pacers on Sunday, but I do kind of lean them in the spot. I fully expect Memphis is going to get the majority of the tickets, but I actually do slightly lean Boston here.
1: A game that's interesting out West here between the golden state warriors and the red hot Dallas Mavericks mm-hmm. Dallas at home laying two and a half against golden state total two nineteen and a half. and This Dallas team ever since that trade, they really have found themselves peaking heading into this final stretch of the regular season.
0: Yeah. Dallas got them over the weekend. So they could, they can pretty much uh, kind of go back to back here, perhaps over the golden state warriors. Uh, look, golden state uh, injury report kind of long here. Of course, uh, Drake. Raymond has been out. Andre Godala battling a back issue. Clay Thompson is going to be active. Damian Lee is going to be questionable. But getting Thompson back, I think, is going to help these guys. It takes the pressure off Curry, obviously, gives Mm -hmm. the offense another dynamic. But Warriors 4-6 and in their last 10 games, they're only a half game ahead of the Grizzlies because I think the debate over the break was like, okay, can they catch up with the Phoenix Suns? I don't know if that's the question. I think the question is, can they hold off the Memphis Grizzlies? The defense over the last 10 games, The net rating minus uh, .7 per NBA advanced stats. So the defense, obviously, without Draymond in the lineup, is going to take a little bit of a hit. And you mentioned about Dallas, uh, the trade, trading Christophs Porzingis, 4.1 point differential to the positive for Dallas. Uh, Look, over the course of the season, this has been a struggle bus, I think, really on the offense. But the last two weeks, 118.6 points per 100 possessions at seventh best in the league. And they're only allowing 114.5, so that's nine. Team. So I think the philosophy maybe has changed a little bit. Jason Kidd I think was playing a little bit more old school ball mm-hmm. there, but you know, letting Dallas cook a little bit, obviously uh, that, that starts with Luka Doncic and kind of letting him do what he wants basically. And I think <laughs> that that's probably a good solution uh, for Dallas, but uh, on the season, uh, you know, the warriors, if they can get right here, they are a dog. So look, when golden state is a dog, I think betters are going to gravitate toward that team. Dallas really, Really, really shot an absurd rate on Sunday in that big comeback. Uh, They gave up a 26-1 to run at one point, Golden State did on Sunday. So Dallas was 66% from long mid-range, a significant increase, I think, on that season mark. So small lean to Golden State here. I have not bet this as of yet, but Golden State was only shot like 30% from three on Sunday night. So you got to think, okay, water finds its level got to think there's at least a little bit more motivation than your normal regular season game at this point of the season as well. So Golden State are nothing for me.
1: Yeah, we saw Dallas have that big fourth quarter against the Lakers the other night as well, coming back and winning that game at the state, well, actually not the Staples Center, at the Crypto. I know, arena. I still call it,
0: I still call <laughs> it that. Hell, it. I've been calling it. Uh, <laughs> who, uh, by the way, uh, on Sunday night, Jeannie Buss, uh, early exit from the yeah. Crypto.com <laughs> yes. Arena, the owner of the Los Angeles <laughs> Lakers. So uh, more trouble out there in La La Land between Genie and Rob Palenka and mm. Rich Ball and Clutch LeBron sports, of yeah. course. So uh, that uh, story is to be followed. And we'll see if the Lakers stay in that top ten for the play-in scenario.
1: Well, that leads us to Crypto.com Arena where we will see the battle of LA between the Lakers and Clippers later on this evening. Clippers laying two and a half total two twenty and a half in this game, and we saw these two teams play last Friday night. Clippers pull out a close victory here as I don't know if anyone's willing to really back this Laker team. As of what we've seen recently, they haven't won since the All-Star break.
0: Yeah, six of the last seven the Lakers have lost, and uh, look, uh, Clippers now have won six straight against the Lakers. It hasn't been much of a Mm -hmm. rivalry lately, so uh, 105-102 in that game you mentioned on February 25th. Uh, The offense has just been bad for the Lakers. If you look, uh, 25th in net rating. 26 in offensive rating over those last seven games. They're just really struggling to score. Uh, You know, they're scoring just 99.7 points per 100 possessions. That is 29th out of 32 teams since the All-Star break. And, look, LeBron can still get his, but – he doesn't necessarily carry a team like he did in in previous years. Yeah. You still got AD out, Russell Westbrook struggling. Now it comes out, hey, I'd welcome a trade. So that 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 has not worked all year, and I didn't think it was going to work. Now I didn't think it was going to be this bad no. for for the Lakers necessarily, but uh, you know they're starting to you know they're starting to show their age, I think a little bit. And 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 when you let LeBron and Rich Paul put the team together and get all these old guys with free agents, you know, and you don't have a lot of young talent really kind of be on the come up because they traded all that young talent over the years Kuzma and Brandon Ingram so uh, uh, you know Lakers defense I still think has been relatively solid but they just just don't score right now so that's what you're worried about with this team so if I were to go anywhere I'd probably go the under here because I think the defensive effort probably is going to be there even though you know a couple of these games have gone over that total I think 234, 221 and then 207 in the last meeting I would look to the under I, I, I can't bet the Lakers, even though this is the ultimate buy low spot.
1: Yeah, this Lakers team, its just they don't have the horsepower, it feels like, to score yeah. offensively. They're really missing Anthony Davis there. LeBron, he's getting his points is 28 to 32 mm. points per game, what have you, but the others just are not contributing And, and one well. of the
0: things you'd worry about the offense, too, and I made this point over the break, is it going to be to the point, because I think LeBron does kind of try to be a facilitator a little bit, you know, yeah. and get his assists, rebound, And I mean, That's what feels kinda, natural to him. Yeah, exactly. So, I wonder if it's going to be like, okay if I'm going to get this team in the playoffs, I just got to damn the torpedoes and put my head down and, and take every shot. And that's probably, that's obviously good for his numbers if you're playing props, but that's not good for the offense as a whole.
1: Yeah, that's the, yeah, that's the thing to yeah, it's like LeBron, it's almost like he's having the, the joke online is that he's chasing Kareem. And he's just like, okay, he's just mm-hmm. going to kind of get mm-hmm. his points. And cause he looks like he's still having fun despite all the losing that they're yeah. doing out there. So you wonder what the motives are now. Maybe he's kind of come to terms with the fact that this team just is not a title contend I mean, he admitted it mm-hmm. after the loss to the Milwaukee Bucks. They're saying that, yeah, we don't have a chance to get to where well, those guys a lot are of at.
0: talk over that all-star break, too. If, yeah, sure. I'd come to Cleveland or yeah. wherever Bronny plays. I want to retire on my son's team and play yeah. a year with my son. So clearly uh, LeBron losing interest in Los Angeles.
1: There were some veiled shots to Rob Palenka, Jeannie Buss, and the Lakers brass there from LeBron and his camp over the all-star break. We'll see how that comes to fruition during the final stretch here of the NBA regular season but on the other side we'll talk a little college hoops conference tournament week is already underway we'll discuss it here at Visa and the Sports Betting Network get everything you need to bet the madness this year with 24-7 streaming daily best bet emails and our tournament betting guide including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Whether you are filling out a bracket or betting against the spread our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Get analysis from our experts including Greg Hoops-Peterson on every key team, conference, and player to watch from the favorites to the potential Cinderella. Sign up today to get the betting guide plus full access to vCIN through April 5th for only $19. $18 at veason.com slash madness. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi line coming to you from BetMGM we are here at the VEASAN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino Femi and alongside Wes Reynolds and we got a little mid-major college basketball Mm -hmm. conference tournament action going on right now and before we get into the micro of the games, I wanted to kind of ask you a question just about the macro in terms of handicapping these smaller conference tournaments because people are going to start seeing these games early on in the day and they're like hey, let me fire away at these things so let's discuss those and some maybe tips that they could keep in mind before shooting into those bets. And when you handicap these tournaments, I mean – how does it differ from what you see in the day-to-day regular season? And what are some tips in terms of just what to look out for with these mid-major and smaller conference tournaments?
0: Yeah, one of the things you want to look at, obviously, some of these mid-major and lower-major tournaments are played at campus sites. So mm-hmm. that is priced into the number if you're getting an actual true home game in somebody else's gym. Like the early one that we got going on is a neutral site uh, at Pensacola Bay Center down in Florida. The Sun Belt underway here the first round, by the way, Minute left to go first half ULL thirty six UT Arlington twenty three. So when you're looking at, at these conference tournaments, you gotta first look at, you know, what are the home sites, obviously how they did in the regular season if a team swept a team because the difficult to beat a team three times I think maybe applies a little bit more in the smaller conferences actually than it does in the bigger conferences okay. because it's, it's like if you're like let's say the Pac-12 Arizona beats Oregon State twice well there's a big difference between Arizona and Oregon yeah. State in terms of how they've been playing in terms of the talent so it's like you don't want to necessarily auto bet that team but one of the things I look at and, and I you handicap a game to game you don't want to play this uh, blindly Femi but one of the things I do look at in conference tournaments whether they are mid-major lower major or high major is a first half play this is where I think you can get involved you don't have to necessarily just do full game I tend to like the team that you know, like let's say they play on Thursday, and then whoever wins play a team that gets a buy on Friday, and you'll see this a little bit next week with some of the bigger conferences. I tend to like a team that has already played the game, especially in the first half, because I think that they have the adrenaline against the quote rested team. But that rested team is also the rusted team sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I tend to think that when a team has gotten their juices a little bit, because now you're getting into one and done play. Not only in the NCAA tournament and any other tournament, but also the conference tournaments. So a team that's had to deal with that pressure where it's like, dude, if we lose, we're out, you know, so they've had to deal with that. And the team that has the bye that didn't play the day before has not had to deal with that. So oftentimes I think in the first 20 minutes it is tough for that team, the rested team. And then they kind of get going a little bit more in the second half. But that's something that I will do a lot of over the next week or week and a half Mm -hmm. are play these teams in the first half that played the day before and got a win because I think the adrenaline is enough and the energy is enough to carry over for the first 20 minutes. Now, I won't necessarily do it if that team has had to play like two games, like against a team that has a double bye. Then that's hard. And then a team just absolutely wears out over time. And then you see the rest advantage materialize there.
1: Yeah, that's kind of one of the dynamics about conference tournaments that I really love is the team that's rolling in kind of, okay, mm-hmm. we've felt the pressure, and now let's mm-hmm. kind of play with our quote-unquote house money, even though they're trying to get in with a bid, and that's where my next question is for you about these smaller conferences and the mid-majors, because oftentimes these are one-bid leagues to where everybody is fully motivated yeah. versus some of the bigger conferences where the motivation can be up and down. Some teams are like, okay, yeah, let's play, and we can improve our season Maybe but oftentimes we're pretty much locked into where we are. So let's just maybe lose and get a little extra rest. I mean, we saw that with Baylor last year and they weren't intentionally trying to lose to Oklahoma State, but that loss ended up giving them some extra practice time, which they needed and they said was beneficial heading into the actual tournament here. So how much do in terms of motivation factoring into your handicap in these one-bid leagues versus these mm-hmm. leagues that are going to send six, seven teams to the tournament.
0: Yeah, and this is where you really have to look at game flow and then obviously do your normal handicap in terms of the numbers, what the paces of the team. But oftentimes now you will get these shops that maybe don't offer a lot of live betting options for these smaller conferences. Mm-hmm. They will now because these games are on TV and people are actually paying attention to them and betting them that they might not do in the regular season. They might not be betting like Northeast Conference or Patriot League games. Yep. But if your stores have live betting options, this is where I think you can kind of go in on like live totals and more to the under because of what you mentioned. Because mm-hmm. this is win or go home, because you're only getting one bid out of this league. It's not like the Big Ten where yeah. you're getting, you know, seven or eight teams where it's like, okay, if Purdue lost their first game in the Big Ten tournament oh, well. in Indianapolis, you know, they may drop to like a three seed or a four seed instead of being a two seed, but they're not going to be out of the tournament. But these games are going to get so crucial for these teams especially in this one bid league so that's why you got to look at game flow now one aspect too if you're playing like totals keep in mind the pace of the game is going to slow and the possessions are going to get longer but if there's gaps between this team like if a team is up by six or eight over the last several minutes of the game keep in mind the foul fest factor (laughs) because that is what you are going to get because now there's no tomorrow. So these teams are going to foul forever. It's not like, you know, a team's down six with 30 seconds left to go. Well, good game. Good game, (laughs) Coach Bevafe. See you down the road. They're going to foul until quad zeros on the clock. They will foul until the last dog dies. So that's what worries you a little bit about these totals. So that's one thing to keep in mind is to just observe the game flow here and seeing what is going to happen. Like if a game is really tight, one or two possession game, then you'll see it absolutely the score slow to a crawl. And that's maybe where you can lie bet unders on these games.
1: Yeah. The parade of the free throw lines is going to get a lot of these games oh, over the total. And you're going to be sitting there furious. The only time I've never seen it was maybe that uh, elite eight game, I believe Michigan and Florida state when Leonard Hamilton. Yeah. He just didn't, he didn't foul, to foul. <laughs> he which, like, which I, which I was game, very thankful for. It's like, the game is over. What do you want me to do? And it's like, or your season's on the line. I don't know, Leonard. Mm-hmm. What do you want to do here? Mm-hmm. Um, real quick, I want to ask you about the Horizon League because I know you got a couple of plays in this conference tournament coming up here today.
0: Yeah, and uh, by the way, uh, this is still at campus sites, I believe, and then they'll move to Indianapolis at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum for the finals and the uh, semifinals before that. But Cleveland State is the number one seed in this conference, but this has been a very competitive league. So what I looked, I looked at a couple of these games, and, and one I looked at was Oakland against Wright State. Oakland actually has been swept by Wright State this year. Once again, I believe uh, Scott Nagy at Wright State is like 9-2 against Greg Campy. They've just kind of had Oakland's number here. But I'm going to play Oakland plus 4. There might be some 4.5 still out there. I believe this is the 5-4 matchup here because they're on the the upper end of the uh, quarterfinal draw. So Oakland against Wright State. And then also another interesting one, this is uh, Northern Kentucky against Detroit. Now, this game was not held the day before, but Northern Kentucky is a team that has a bye. Detroit did have to play in the first round of this tournament. They did beat Green Bay. That was on Tuesday night, so I think this works better when it's the exact night after, not necessarily a night in between, but mm-hmm. I kind of like Detroit Mercy in the first half against Northern Kentucky. Of course, Antoine Davis, the uh, son of head coach Mike Davis. I remember yep. Antoine when he was, uh, you know, like a little toddler. Mike <laughs> Davis carrying him around when Indiana made that run to the national championship game back in 2002, and Now Antoine is helping his uh, father's team. By the way, they did beat Northern Kentucky twice, so this might be one where I'd look to bet Detroit early in the first half and then maybe live bet Northern Kentucky because I do think it's difficult in these lower to mid-major conferences to beat a team three times, but Detroit's already gotten a little bit of an action. I believe it was four in the overnight, now down to three, but I think Detroit having that game already under their belt in the Horizon League tournament, that benefits them at least, I think, in the first 20 minutes.
1: Also, we've seen the betting market back Detroit it opened up four now it's down to 3 total 133 133 and a half depending on where you shop there but with these totals here we got about a minute left uh, for the Horizon League, you mentioned how they're playing in their home gyms, but some of these other leagues that we talked about, they're playing on neutral Mm sites. The backdrops are different from Mm -hmm. what they're used to. Does that also factor into maybe some of the shooting that we see? No,
0: absolutely. And, And I think sometimes you get in these cavernous arenas, especially in these early games where maybe, you know, there aren't a lot of fans, especially in these, like, first round where you got, like, lower teams in the conference, like the Big Ten tournament. You'll see it in Cambridge Fieldhouse in Indianapolis next week. Nebraska and Maryland in, they're not going to bring as many people as like a Wisconsin or a Michigan mm-hmm. State or Indiana or Purdue being the two local teams. So you'll see a lot of, you know, empty seats in the backdrop, so that can play in players' minds. So that's something you definitely want to look at. And then, you know, observe some of these games. And if you see a lot of these games going over the total, you could have some tight rims and some friendly rims at some point where these shots get friendly rolls like they did in
1: Indianapolis last year in the NCAA tournament there. Yeah, we'll ask Josh Applebaum on the other side about what he looks into when he's handicapping some of these smaller and mid major conference tournaments. Also, with the big conference tournaments kicking off next week here as we approach Selection Sunday, just less than two weeks away, here is going to be a fantastic time. But on the other side, Josh Applebaum, host of Market Insights Podcast, joins the show. This is The Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Before you make your next college basketball bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for Moneyline, Over, Under, and Against the Spread bets. Betting splits are another way. Vcin is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. So check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds coming to you from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. And one guy that can help us become a smarter better is one Josh Applebaum, our next guest here. He is a VEASAN host and host of the Market Insights podcast. Josh, we appreciate you joining the show this morning. A big betting card for us here now that we've turned the calendar to the month of March. We've got NBA, college basketball going on, hockey's in full-fledged here. Golf is going on here. We're sweating out some Arnold Palmer outrights, but let's start in the association here where I know you're eyeing this Memphis and Boston game here right now at bed. MGM Celtics, two and a half point favorites, total two twenty three and a half. and Where do you see the value?
2: Yeah, Femi and Wes, it's great to be with you today. And by the way, Femi, don't forget about the NFL draft because yes. I'm excited about that. We can bet on that, which, by the way, Kenny Pickett, eight and eight and a half inch uh, hands. <laughs> apparently that's bad. So maybe he's going to slip in the draft, but you know, we'll save that for later. But guys, two games that really caught my eye, which are basically carbon copies of a game from last night and a system that I always play anytime I see it. It's a dog to fave line move. Anytime you see a team open as a dog, but smart money pushes them to a favorite, it's not going to win every time, obviously. Nothing does. But that's the kind of play that I like to get Behind so yesterday it was a heck of a sweat. You had to go to overtime, but you did see it cash with the Indiana Pacers going from plus two to minus two against Orlando. Ended up uh, coming through there uh, for anyone who sweat the Pacers tonight. You got two matches. So the first one is my Boston Celtics. What I really like about this one is it's really fishy. You know how do you not take the Grizzlies getting some points? They have one of the best records in the NBA. They're 43 and 20. They've been great ATS, 42 and 21 ATS. But similar to that Pacers game uh, last night, you actually had the Grizzlies open as around a three-point favorite on the road. The public is saying, hey, whether they're a short dog, short favorite, doesn't matter. Lay it with John Morant. Yet this line has flipped to the Celtics, guys. The Celtics have flipped from getting three, a three-point dog, to now laying two and a half at home. And what's fishy to me is Jalen Brown is expected to miss this game, yet that really hasn't affected the number. So uh, for whatever reason, maybe if Sharps just like the Celtics in general, that Jalen Brown uh, injury hasn't really affected that move. If anything, they've, they've liked the Celtics despite the Jalen Brown injury. You're really uh, banking on the Celtics defense, guys. They're second in the NBA in defensive efficiency. It's another bad ATS, good ATS play, where, again, the the, uh, the Grizzlies have covered a ton of numbers, 42 and 21 ATS. Celtics only 31 and 33 ATS. But if everyone's betting the Grizzlies, and I don't blame anyone, they've been great to sweat here, but yet we're seeing this line flip to the Celtics, even though they're missing Jalen Brown, Give me the Celtics money line here, guys. You can shop around. You can find them around minus 130. That's my play tonight for Boston.
0: Same story here and really same angle that you just mentioned, Josh. Golden State against Dallas. Dallas did get the win out in uh, the Chase Center on Sunday. 26 to 1 run at one point in that game. Dallas gets Golden State. Now Golden State coming back to try to return the favorite Dallas. Clay Thompson uh, going to be probable tonight. It's been out with an illness, but a lot of injuries on both sides, particularly with some depth guys. But Dallas still the favorite at BetMGM, I think they're the market low one and a half, and you're banking on Dallas to get the sweep here of a Golden State.
2: I am West. And again, carbon copy. Again, if you like the Celtics, you like the Mavericks. They're in the same situation here. To me, it's all about, you know, obviously this line move where you open up Warriors laying two on the road, you now flip to Mavericks minus two. That would match that same dog to fave sharp action play. But really, it's it's kind of also how these teams have been trending. Guys, something's been up with the Warriors here. They still have a great record uh, 43 and 19, but they're uh, two and six their last 10 games. And on uh, Betting Cross America, Pritch made the case that, hey, missing Draymond Green, Iguodala, some of these glue guys that play good defense. That's really a part of the reason why they've slipped here. You look on the flip side, Dallas really catching their stride. Doncic at home has been great. You look at the Dallas Mavs eight into their last 10 and another fishy line where even though clay is in the line, didn't go further to the, the warriors. It actually flipped there to the Mavericks. Uh, you do look at Dallas 20 and 11 at home. Uh, this is a play for me again, following this sharp line move. I money line Dallas in the spot. Once again, when you get to these short favorites, guys, I'll pay a little more juice just saying, Hey, let's just win the game here. But another fishy number, both to the Celtics and to the Mavericks tonight.
0: One quick thing also on the NBA on a different game that of course of what we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. Femi, Heat, and Nets. Uh, Kevin Durant, of course, returning for the Brooklyn Nets. Money hitting the screen here a little bit on the on the Brooklyn Nets. Now down to two. It was pretty much two and a half in the market. Jimmy Buckets, of course, questionable for the Miami Heat. So they've got some injuries in their own right. So uh, better is going to go ahead and bet the
1: Nets here early on. Yeah, it's going to be a fun game with Kevin Durant coming back, making his return to the floor for the Brooklyn Mets. We're talking with Josh Applebaum, Vison, host, also host of the Market Insights podcast. Josh, well, let's turn our attention to college basketball. I know you have a couple plays tonight, but before we get into those, let's talk a little big picture. In the last segment, I was asking Wes kind of about some things he looks to look out for in terms of. Handicapping these smaller conference tournaments and the mid-major conference tournaments because we're going to see a lot of betters watching these basketball games early on all throughout the day. They're going to want to fire on these games. So what do you look out for? Maybe a couple tips and handicapping tricks that you try to go to when you're handicapping these smaller conference tournaments and the mid-major conference tournaments. Yeah, Femi, it's a
2: great question. So
1: I think you got to kind of uh,
2: shift a little, shift some gears here when you get to this conference tournament time because it's different. You know, your playoff life is on the line. It could be the end of your season if you're, you know, playing on a team with a bunch of, of teammates. You've been there, you know, your entire career. This could be the end of your college career. So the stakes are much higher. But one thing that I look at in terms of these really small games and the really, really easy distinction, guys, is look at that Vegas rotation number. You know, we see uh, pretty much the average game a three-digit rotation number game. You know, three hundred one, three hundred two. Go to these six-digit rotation numbers that we call the added or extra games. I like those, and I think Wes would agree with me because these games really don't get a lot of public action yet. If you see line moves, to me, that's really meaningful. So I'll give you an example. Morgan State, Coppin State tonight. Game 306-173, 306-174. This actually opened uh, Coppin State laying a point and a half, another dog to fave line move. It's now flipped to Morgan State laying one and a half. So that's important to me because these really obscure games that no one's really looking at, no one's waking up saying, I got to bet Coppin State, Morgan State tonight. They're betting, <laughs> you know, Michigan and these, these other games that are on TV. Those to me, and again, you're not going to cash every one, but I want to be on the side of these really, really obscure games that no one's paying attention to, but yet respected betters are hitting, causing that, that flip there. So Morgan State would be an example tonight. Uh, I'll be on Morgan State sweating them tonight.
0: Well, Josh, a couple that you do have and one that we have, uh, game 757 758 on the rotation 8 Eastern start. UCF at Tulane in the American Athletic Conference. Uh, UCF now, I believe 2, 2.5, pretty much depending on where your store is. Jalen Cook going to be doubtful, by the way, for Tulane, their leading scorer. Why do you like the Knights? The Knights are early on in the season. Look, they beat Michigan. It's like, okay, this team's going to be really good. And they've kind of, you know, just kind of been stuck in quicksand here in conference play 17 to nine, but you're going with UCF tonight.
2: I am going with UCF West. You hit the nail on the head. This isn't a very, you know, expansive cap for me. It's you're missing one of your best players here for Tulane. So you mentioned it, Wes, Jalen Cook, who is uh, second leading scorer in the conference, averaging 18 points a game field goal percentage, you know, points in the paint, shooting. He's really the best player here for Tulane. And that's really what caused this line move to UCF. So a lot of these books open, you know, it's kind of like a pick them type number or even had like, you know, a short minus one for Tulane with cook. Now out, you've seen this flip to UCF minus two. Uh, they would also have an advantage here on the boards, 35 boards a game versus 31. And this is an example of, again, being on Twitter and looking at line moves and trying to be, uh, you know, reactive or sorry, proactive, not reactive. So Ken Palm, a guy who I love and looking at his numbers, he has Tulane win this, winning this game by three. But I think that's based on cook playing now that he's out and you're seeing this move to UCF also at UCF here, lay the points, uh, the short number, you can go money line or spread whatever you're more comfortable with, but really West and Femi. This is a play on your best player here for Tulane, not playing. If they can win without him, I'll tip my cap. But to me, the play
1: here is central Florida. And then you're also eyeing UC Riverside versus Cal state Fullerton. Fullerton's laying two and a half total one and a half. Which side do you like?
2: Yeah, I'm looking at Fullerton here, Femi. Uh, again, this isn't an add-a-game extra game, but it's an 11 o'clock game. It's late night. Really not much attention on this one. It's a very low ticket count. But yet we've seen kind of some liability here toward Cal State Fullerton. They open lane two. A lot of these shops have been bet up to two and a half, so the line is kind of moving in their favor. And really got a bunch of edges here. Ken Palm has Cal State Fullerton winning by four. Our buddy Greg Coops has them by four and a half, so a good analytics-type edge there based on a, a spreadsheet play. Ranked much higher for Ken Palm with Fullerton, 152 in the country versus 181. Better offense, 71 a game versus 66. And really home road, uh, 10 and one at home for Cal State Fullerton, only five and six for Riverside. And also, guys, when you get to these uh, rematches, I like a revenge angle, a little more uh, you know excitement and trying to get back at the team you lost to earlier in the year. Riverside actually beat Fullerton 67-54 back on January 29th. I think you get a good effort out of Cal State Fullerton, who's been one of the best home teams in the Big West. I'll go Cal State Fullerton in this one.
0: Fullerton, by the way, tied at the top of the Big West with Long Beach State. Fullerton only plays Long Beach once this year. They did mm-hmm. lose to him. So extra importance here for the last two home games. By the way, that Big West tournament going to be right here. just a little bit east of us in Henderson, Nevada.
1: He is Josh Applebaum, v host. You can catch him weekdays here on the network, hosting Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard. Also, check out the Market Insights podcast. Josh, we'll let you go. I know you got a lot of uh, tape to study with these (laughs) first-round NFL draft (laughs) prospects. Evan Neal, Akima Kwanu, we'll be expecting a full uh, tape breakdown on those offensive tackles next time we have you. Oh, get ready. I got three cone drills. We got, you know, high jump, everything, Femi. Let's get after it. Indeed. NFL draft but just about a month don't away Don't make or us
0: go run the 40 outside, <laughs> yeah. though, yeah. Femi. Uh, unless you've got a sundial to time us.
1: Yeah, we don't want any pulled hamstrings here at the network. We're going to try to avoid those. But we are going to look at those 40 drills, those bench presses, talk a little NFL combine on the other side. First overall pick, who's going to be? We're going to discuss it here. It's the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. The King of Sportsbooks unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas? You can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is Sports Betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the betmgm app sign up with betmgm or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with betmgm rewards eligibility restrictions apply visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions must be 21 years of age or older to wager please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER welcome back this is the final segment of the lombardi line presented by Bet MGM. You could have guessed that from the read there. Uh, Femi and Ben Faye alongside Wes Reynolds here from the from the VEASAN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. And before we get into our NFL draft talk, uh, important stuff to break down with this is Brooklyn Nets-Miami Heat game. Kyle Lowry has been ruled out today for personal reasons. That's why we've seen some of that line movement. Brooklyn now laying one and a half mm-hmm. here. They were catching two and a half early yeah. at some point, but now laying one and a half at some shops here. Total hovering around 221.
0: Yeah, Kyle Low- Lowry uh, who is questionable is going to be uh, not going to play tonight Jimmy Butler by the mm-hmm. way toe injury questionable PJ Tucker also questionable Max Streus also questionable by the way we talked about earlier that the heat did blow that big lead in Milwaukee last mm-hmm. night so not the easiest scenario anyway and then of course bettors are going to bet the fact that KD is back so now that has moved to one yep. and a half I stayed away from this game altogether
1: everyone's excited that'll be a fun game to watch but not to bet on uh, at least in my opinion here, so we'll see how that one unfolds later on. Tip-off 430 Pacific, 730 over on the East Coast. Well, it's happening right now in Indianapolis. West's old neck of the woods there is the NFL Scouting Combine. Now, we've seen these prospects report a couple days ago Mm -hmm. doing the interviews, some of the medicals. Now will be the first day for on-field workouts and drills. It'll be the quarterbacks, wide receivers and tight ends today. Tomorrow's the offensive linemen and the running backs. Saturday will be the defensive linemen and linebackers and Sunday it concludes with the defensive backs and the specialists. So we wanted to look at the first overall pick market now that the combine is underway and to maybe get ahead of some things before guys make their excellent uh, interviewing skills and have mm-hmm. their nice workouts to then shoot up some of these draft boards Take and right now. Take their
0: wonderlicks exactly. and all stuff.
1: All the stuff that kind of, we're going to learn how the sausage is made over at the NFL Scout and Combine and at BetMGM, they have the market up for who will be the first overall pick and it is Alabama offensive tackle Evan Neal is the favorite, minus 135. He's seen a lot of movement with his number open as large as plus 750, I believe it was, prior to the college football national championship game. Now he has implemented himself as The favorite Aiden Hutchinson plus 275, Akeem Aquanu plus 350. Then it's the big drop to Kayvon Thibodeau at 12 to 1, and then an even bigger drop down to a plethora of guys at the 40 to 50 to 66 to 1 range there. But, Wes, when you look at this market, any name or kind of valuable bet you think that can be placed right now here as the combine's about to get underway later on this afternoon?
0: Well, it seems like if you're observing the mocks, that it's Mm going to be one of the two tackles. Neil is the favorite at 135. I've seen Aquanu at a NC State, and now he has drifted a little bit shorter to uh, plus 350, but It it begs the question of course that Jacksonville now has an offensive coach in Doug Peterson so Mm -hmm. what do you want to do? You want to protect your best resource in Trevor Lawrence so that's not really a surprise necessarily with the offensive linemen if you look in terms of edge rushers there's a lot up there at the top of the board Aiden Hutchinson uh, uh, out of Michigan, uh, the other Michigan uh, pass rusher also there in the top 15, George Carolaftis up there from Purdue, Kayvon Thibodeau as you mentioned so you're going to see, I think, a lot of pass rushers here in like that first kind of half of the draft. A uh, couple corners up there, Sauce Gardner, but it's going to be interesting, too, because we do have the quarterbacks today. Where are we going to get our first quarterback? Because if you look through the draft, uh, you know, that doesn't mean that there aren't teams in the top five that don't need a quarterback, but you've got to think Jacksonville is going to pass. You would think Detroit's going to pass there at that standpoint. I think Houston likes maybe what they have with Davis Mills, so maybe they don't have yep. to necessarily take that and then want to see what they could potentially get in a Deshaun Watson deal. Jets just took a quarterback – Giants, Uh, you know, probably the last year for Daniel Jones. I know there's been some rumors about maybe Mitch Trubisky following Mm -hmm. Brian Dable there and eventually taking over, but where I look at the quarterback spot, depending on what Carolina does, if they don't get Kirk Cousins, we've heard a little bit of buzz there. Maybe that's the first quarterback or the first spot potentially, but you really don't have any quarterbacks that I think when you look at it, have like a a top 10 grade necessarily. That doesn't mean one won't get drafted, but in terms of like when you do the Best overall, very few quarterbacks up there. So that's why you see Malik Willis 40 to 1 to be the number one overall pick. 50 to 1, of course, Jacksonville's not taking quarterback here. But I'm interested to see what the first, uh, you know, who the first team is to make a move. If you see a team like a Carolina, you know, decide to take a quarterback, or you see some of these teams, whether they're going to wait to where they are, like the Washington Commanders, you would expect. I'm still trying to get used to it saying it. It sounded that, weird just even yeah, saying it to me. Yeah, I, I was I was amazed that I got it right actually I didn't <laughs> slip up and say the old name but nevertheless Washington Commanders I think are a team that's looking for a quarterback I don't think that Taylor Heineke is necessarily the future now they are calling around to yeah. see if they can make a trade for a veteran but you know maybe a lower level veteran and then try to draft one in the draft so we shall see of course you mentioned the news and we were joking about it about the uh, the Kenny Pickett hand size so <laughs> now here we go where we, where we really evaluate everything closely and uh, you know one little thing and then all of a sudden the market reacts and that's the thing about betting draft props in general Femi. Uh, We didn't get a chance to ask Vinnie Maiulo that but I know he would probably answer it this way bookmakers hate booking the NFL oh, draft, yeah. by the way. They absolutely hate it. I've talked to Jeff Sherman over at Westgate Superbook about this. They hate it because it's something where the betters really have the edge because it's all about information. These are, That's what's going to move these props. You know, one tweet from Adam Schefter or Chris Mortensen or Daniel Jeremiah from NFL Network at Move the Sticks, one tweet from these guys can shift a market because that's what betters are going to react to. And especially the sharp guys, because it's not the casuals that are betting this right now. They're just focused on the NCAA tournament. The guys that are, you know, really sharp and win at this NFL draft uh, stuff are the guys that are watching this combine very closely that are going to monitor the pro days over the next month to six weeks after the combine is over. So, you know, that's why you see so many dramatic moves because it's not, you know, Joe better. Joe better will bet this or try to bet this like the week of the draft I and won't say win. week of. <laughs> yeah. So if you really want to get down and you really think that you can score and win some money here this is where you got to really start following, start following the pro day, look at all the senior bowl evaluations, and then, you know, obviously what they do here at the combine.
1: I mean, the draft is so heavily covered that the information, it's easy to find now these days. I mean, just look at last year. You mentioned how the tweets can move markets. I mean, at one point or another, we saw Trey Lance, Justin Fields, or Mac Jones as as a significant favorite Mm -hmm. to go to the 49ers. You could have gotten big plus money Mm -hmm. prices on all those guys and just secured yourself a profit on draft night Being like, whoever ends up being the guy that's taken, I'm all good there. So that's kind of one of the things that I think that people should look out for. Also – it says odds to be first overall pick not odds to be Jacksonville Jaguars right, pick right they can trade their pick and trade mm-hmm. down if they so mm-hmm. choose and one reason why I think that could be a possibility now we haven't heard anything this week it typically be a week that we might sh- start to hear hey, hey maybe Jacksonville wants to shop the pick because they already have their quarterback right but this is an offensive tackle deep class and it is a pass rusher deep class so if they're comfortable with about three or four of these offensive tackles yeah maybe they want to trade down and collect more picks to then maybe build around Trevor Lawrence with just having a number of drafts. Yeah,
0: Charles Cross out of Mississippi State already there. So you expect you know three of the top several picks to be offensive tackles. So Mm. there is a possibility Jacksonville can trade down. That's a good point that you made to be the first overall pick, not necessarily for the team. Also, one of the things that makes the NFL draft interesting to handicap is uh, all the information and misinformation out there because by the way, don't believe everything that gets reported on television or don't believe everything that gets reported on the Twitter machine because uh, uh, I'm going to break some news here, Femi agents lie <laughs> I'm agents lie about their clients <laughs> and you know what general managers and player personnel directors they don't always tell the truth either so yeah. they're gonna try to put something out there and they're gonna try to see if they could find somebody if uh, you know if one of these journalists and one of these people that cover this stuff you know put something out there well they're really not interested in this guy you know but when they really are mm-hmm. and then that gets out there and then they're trying to put smoke screens on these other teams and then of course we're gonna see maneuvering up and down the board for uh, trade perspective.
1: Yeah, in terms of the NFL draft, usually the most truth-telling is done very, very early, maybe in January, and then very, very late, the day or two mm-hmm. before the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. Everything in between is take it with a massive grain of Listen salt. Listen to everything, believe nothing. Exactly. That is that is great advice for the NFL draft. Evan Neal, minus 135. We'll see how prohibitive of a favorite he can be after this weekend for that first overall pick, but Akeem Aquano gaining some steam here as he has started to percolate as a top Pick in a lot of marked drafts that we have seen as of late. That does it for the show. Thank you to Josh Applebaum, Vison host, host of the Market Insights podcast. Thank you to Vinny Maiulo, odds maker here at the South Point and VCEN contributor. Coming up next, odds on Mike Palm, Amal Shaw. This is VCEN, the Sports Betting Network.